Good morning. Man, I am super excited to be here with you guys. Um, man, it's, it's been a little over a year that I've been here at this church, and I've and my family have been super blessed to be here. Um, you guys don't truly understand what your smile does walking into those doors. Holding that door open for somebody and saying, welcome to the live church, what that does. Because I still remember Bobby and Robert opening that door for me and saying, welcome to the live church. And, and, and I'm telling you, don't ever think that just holding open a door is not good enough that you want to do more. Everybody has a purpose here. Everybody does something good for God, right? And so, man, I just want to honor my pastors. Um, I'm going to try to keep it together. <laughs> Pastor Walt, man, I, uh, I'm so grateful and thankful for, for Pastor Walt listening to the Lord and our elders listening to the Lord and, and allowing us to be here. Um, true transformation has happened in my family by being here with you guys. And I'll, I'll never stop saying thank you um, for that. And, um, and then I get here and Pastor David. Man, the Lord has blessed me with two great pastors, man. And uh, you guys don't truly understand what we have here in this staff, our pastors, our leadership. I'm telling you, everybody from the front to the back allows God to move in this place. And I'll never stop being grateful for being here with you guys. Um, anyways, uh, like I said, it's been a little over a year now uh, that we've been here. And if you don't know who I am, uh, I'm Daniel Gomez. I have the honor and the privilege to uh, pastor our worship team. Yes, this worship team is amazing. Uh, and if you follow me on social media, you know I also get to pastor our youth. And uh, man, it's a passion of mine. Uh, these youth, man, it's this past week we had a little, we're so close to hitting the 90 mark in attendance. And, um, and I say that only because our youth today, there's something special in them. It's not anything that we're doing. It's all the, uh, they're hungry. They want to get out there. They want to learn. They want to, they, they're, they're, they're born, natural born leaders. And uh, we got Colin here and man, this guy's going to end up taking that pastor rope here pretty quick. I'm telling you. But uh, yeah, this, this past week we had our Christmas party and uh, I don't know if I should be upset with this young man or if I should be upset with the judges, but we had this uh, ugly sweater contest. John, can you pull that up? Go to picture two. He won first place. <laughs> but Javier, I love you, man. Um, yeah, again, I'm super thankful to be here with you guys. Um, if you know me, you know, I love to joke around, you know, I love to, to have fun, but, uh, if you truly, truly know me, 
you, you know how passionate I am about God's word. And, and hate is a strong word, so that's why I use it. I hate the enemy. I hate his schemes. And I hate what he does for, to us in, in, in our minds. And it's crazy that, that uh, Pastor Danny was up here and he was talking about um, the Holy Spirit. So I kind of know that we're right on track because it's with what I'm going to speak about today. You know, Emmanuel, God with us. We've been in this series and um, God is still here. God is still here through the Bible, the teachings. God is still here through the Holy Spirit in us. And so as we move along in this, in this uh, life, this journey, the Holy Spirit is constantly talking to us. And uh, I'd love to help you guys today, if that's okay with you. Um, so we get into this. Jesus is, is teaching us how to live through the storms of life. I know the holidays are tough. We're all going through things. This is where I feel like we're most attacked as Christians, through our finances, through our marriages, through our relationships. A lot of bad things happen here. And, and the thing is, we need to grasp and listen to the Holy Spirit through our issues in life. How many of you know when the enemy speaks to us, that volume is always high? Naturally, we're in this fallen world. Naturally, the, the volume of what the enemy has to say is always volume up. And we need to get to a point where we're listening to the Holy Spirit guiding us in our life. And Jesus, he was that example. <clears throat> he was that example for us. And the Bible shows us how Jesus lived and how he taught us how to go through these storms. And so I want to jump into Matthew 8, 24 through 27. I know we all know this passage of scripture. Uh, Jesus uh, and his disciples are on the boat and they're crossing a lake. And so we get to Matthew and it says, Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him up saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown he replied, you have little faith. Why are you so afraid? Then he got up, rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Can you stand with me? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word today, Father God. We just thank you for your presence in this place, Father God. We ask you, Lord, just to enter our minds, enter our hearts, for us to receive what you want us to hear today, Father God. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. I have uh, my family up here, front row, and, and I'm going to try not to look at them because I'll probably just start crying because they know what we've, what we've gone through in our life. And and this right here, I'm telling you, it means so much to me to be able to speak to you guys. Uh, but Blanca and I have been married for 17 years now. Yeah. It has been super easy to be married. Uh, we've, we've, no. <laughs> the Lord has taught her much. 
but yeah, so when we were uh, younger, we got married at an early age. I was 19 and she was 18. Uh, I was 18, you were 19. And uh, we got married and, and a year later, uh, we were at the hospital uh, waiting for our first son, our firstborn son. And um, I, just, I, I just remember how, how excited we were to be parents. It was scary, but also exciting. I've always wanted to be a dad, uh, and she always wanted to be a mother. And so uh, we get to this place where we're in that room, and we've been there all day. Uh, and so some complications start happening. Uh, Blanca starts saying, hey, I don't feel right. She's panicking, breathing really, really hard. And, and all of a sudden, all these machines start beeping. These nurses come in. And um, everybody's just panicking. So it made me panic. I was afraid. I was like, what's going on? Later on, we found out that our firstborn, his, his heart stopped. He was not alive. And uh, so they, they rush her in, emergency C-section. And um, everything, you know, everything's just going so... I don't know how to explain this, but everything is moving so quick, but so slow at the same time. And uh, so all this panic is just happening. And, uh, and finally, I look down, we're, we're in that delivery room. I look down at Blanca and she stops breathing. And so these nurses are panicking, trying to get her to breathe again, while these other nurses are trying to deliver this baby. And finally, this baby comes out our firstborn, no crying, our firstborn is not alive. And to us, of course, Blanca, she, she didn't know anything that was going on. She was, she was out and, and nurses were trying to get her up and going. And see the disciples, they find themselves in this situation where they're panicking as well. And Jesus tells them, you have little faith. Why are you so afraid? See, he wasn't trying to get them to understand. Where's your faith to stop this storm? No. Where's your faith in me? There's peace in the boat. And you're focusing on this storm. You're focusing on the things around you when you have peace in the boat. And I've always read this and I'm like, man, these guys are dumb. But you and I do this every day. We do this every day. God is with us. Emmanuel, God with us. He's with us daily. He's with us through the Holy Spirit. And anytime we go through a storm, we fall for these, these, these tricks of the enemy. Volume high. You're not going to make it. Your finances are always going to be this way. Your marriage is never going to get better. It's always volume up. And you got God yelling in a distance, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. But we can't hear him because we have volume down. It's going to be okay. But we fall into this trap. The enemy does not want us to know that the Holy Spirit is with us, guiding us daily. And we have access to peace in any storm, 
any storm of our life. And so I just remember in that delivery room, I was, I was panicking. And, and we, we grew up in a church. We, we've always grew up going into church. And, and it, but I never truly accepted God or accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And I n- never really had that relationship. But I, did, I do remember when anything happens, you, you go to God. And that's just the way we grew up. And so I went to God in that situation. I said, God, only you can heal. Only you can make this baby come to life. And, and, and I'm telling you, something came over me that was supernatural, that was only God. And I say this because I know myself. I know how I can panic. I know how I can just overwhelm with fear. I know myself. But this peace came into me that said, it's going to be okay. And so we get into Philippians later on in, in my walk. I would see this, and now I understand it. But Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to who? To God. And the what? The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, something we don't understand, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. God is just waiting for us to bring our issues to him, invite him into our issues in life, our storms. And see, we got to this place where uh, Blanca started to breathe again in that delivery room. Everything was going good, so I put all my focus, focus on this, on this baby. I had peace, but that doesn't mean stop praying. I, had, I felt that comfort, but that didn't mean stop praying. So I continued praying and praying. A little bit of that fear and doubt tried to come in again. But then all of a sudden, this baby starts crying. And, and I'm so thankful because now my firstborn son is here and he gets to listen to his dad speak on this stage, on this platform. And... Uh, I don't, I don't know who needs to hear this. But God is waiting for you to invite him into your circumstance. Because he wants to bring life into your finances. He wants to bring life into your marriage. He wants to bring life into your circumstance. I don't know who needs to hear this, but God is waiting for you to invite him. Invite me in. Invite me in. See, many times we can get these stories in life and, and, and things happen to us and the enemy doesn't want us to remember these things but as Christians as Christ followers the Holy Spirit is always telling us remember that old victory and you're certain in, in, your, in your situations now we must remember our victories from the past because our victories are going to help us to today's problems. I, uh, I've, I've, my family has been through a lot uh, growing up, my brothers and sisters, and, and it, we've been through a lot of trauma, uh, but the Lord has got us through some, some things that, that um, were pretty hard. 
But the enemy never wants us. He wants to get in the way of remembering those victories. Because if he can get us to focus on the bad things, on the negative things, we'll never see those victories. And so one for me was when my, my mother passed away when I was 19. And it was extremely hard because we didn't have our dad in our life at the time. And, and uh, it was probably the hardest thing to deal with. Um, and, and the enemy wants to use situations in your life. He wants to use trauma to get you to turn from a victim, an innocent victim, to having a victim mindset. And what happens when you have a victim mindset, you have a poor me mentality. Cool. <laughs> and so when you have this poor me mentality, <laughs> when you have this poor me mentality, you're never gonna see the goodness of God in your life. You're always gonna be, oh, bad things always happen to me. Nothing good ever happens. Man, why, why does so-and-so always get the promotion but me? Man, nothing. Poor me mentality is where the enemy wants us to be because we'll never see the goodness of God. And so if we get stuck in this, we can get so far off the path of God because the enemy will use things in your life to confuse you, and, and there's no responsibility through your situations. Uh, so for me, when my mother passed away, it was just a, uh, a snowball effect of, of just bad things happening um, by my choice. Um, like I said, I, I, I've been married with Blanca for 17 years, but we've been through a lot. And I have many victory stories, but my biggest victory story is that we're still here together. And um, so much happened as I had this victim mindset. Um, addiction happened. Infidelity happened. All these bad things. But, but see what the enemy tries to do. It's okay because your mom died. It's all right if you get on drugs because you, your mom died. It, it's okay. Like you've been through a lot. You've been through a lot. See, your wife doesn't understand you. That, so so go, go and do other things but, because it's okay. You've been through some stuff. The enemy wants to get you so far away from God's plan for your life that it's so hard to get back on. And, uh, and for me, it was a situation where all these bad things happened. And, and it led, and, and I'm going to try to shorten this up a little bit, but it led to a place where nobody wanted to have anything to do with me. My wife left me. My kids left me. For eight months, I didn't, I didn't get to speak to my kids or Blanca. I was horrible. I was in a bad place. It led me to a place where nobody wanted to be around me. I had family take me in, but I would overstay my welcome. And I, and I know I have family listening online, and I have some here, but I don't even think they know for a month, almost a month straight, 
I didn't have anywhere to go. I lost my job, lost my car, lost my family. I was still addicted. It led me down this path where I was homeless. I didn't have a place to stay. And for almost a month, I was sleeping on a park bench, Contra River. Sleeping under a bridge, Contra River. But it was in that moment, it's never too late. It's never too late. If you listen to the Holy Spirit, it was in that moment that I truly accepted Christ as my savior. It was in the bottom pit where he came down there and said, I'm here with you. I don't know who's dealing with something right now where you feel like you can't get out, but I'm telling you, God is still with you. God is still with you through your situation. God is still with you in everything that you do. He's still with you in your marriage. He's still with you in your finances. You just got to believe and trust him, even when you caused all the mess. Even when you caused all the mess, you go to God and you say, God, transform me so I can be different. Transform me. There is a little bit of work that goes with it. You have to transform. You have to change who you are. But the Holy Spirit would guide you into that. And so my biggest victory story is... uh, having a second chance with my wife. That's my victory story. Having a second chance with my kids. If God took me out of that, there's nothing else that can harm me. There's nothing else. We have to remember our victory stories. And it's these things where Let's just go to this real quick. Psalms 77, 11 through 12 says this. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. We'll pause there. This victim mentality. The enemy got you trapped. If you feel like you're in that today, God has a way for you out. God wants to restore the things that the enemy took away from you. God wants to restore your marriage. God wants to restore your finances. He wants to restore everything that's going on at your work. He wants to restore your mind. But we have to let him in. And one way is to remember the victories. Remember those victories. 7712 says, I will consider all your works and meditate on your mighty deeds. We must meditate on the word of God. And it's one of those things where the Bible is showing us all this that's going on. David and King David in the Bible was notorious for going through stuff. And you, and you read it all in Psalm. But he always, always 
went to God. And the Bible, I'm telling you, is alive. It's still speaking to us. It, it showed me this. Check it out. Psalms 86, 15 says, But you, Lord, are compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. You've all read that, right? Yeah. Are you sure? Or was it Psalms 103.8? The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. Was it that one? Or was it Psalm 145.8? The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. He's meditating on the same word. One thing that used to really get on my nerves. And yeah, it was Blanca. And, and I, it was like, man, I didn't want to tell her. But at, at the same time, it was like when I finally figured out what she was doing. Anyways, she would listen to this to these songs, and she will listen to us. I'm gonna see your victory. I'm gonna see, an hour later, I'm gonna see your victory. Two hours later, I'm gonna see your, she had it on repeat. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? I cannot be listening to the same song over and over and over again. I'm gonna, but I figured out what she was doing. She was meditating. She was fighting what the enemy was trying to tell her with what God is trying to tell her. But it's still annoying. I'm like, I don't even do that, you know? And I, and I get to lead worship. But meditating. See, and, and David, he's meditating on this word. On this word. But where did he get it from? You see in Exodus 34, 5 through 6, this is God with Moses. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and stood there with him and proclaimed his name, the Lord. And he passed in front of Moses, proclaiming the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. He is literally meditating on what God said. Literally meditating on what God said through his situation. Church, can we get to a place where we're going through a storm, where we're going through situations, but we allow God in the middle of it? We must allow God God is full of love. He's faithful. And he wants to get into your situation so he can help you through it. Whether if it's works, something needs to change. Or he just needs you to trust him. There are situations in your life that I know it, it, it happened to you. You're an innocent victim. I get it. We get it. But it doesn't have to rule you for the rest of your life. You either have a heart of, a, of an overcomer or you don't. But you got to know where you're at today. You got to know where I'm at. 
I don't have a heart of an overcomer. God, I need your help. We've let the enemy run through our minds for far too long. I'm very passionate about this because I've seen what he has done to me and my family and where it has taken me mentally. It's taken me to a place where it was hard to get out of. And my friends, I'm telling you today, our God is faithful. He can be trusted. So if we trust him, remember our victories. Allow for the Holy Spirit to dwell in us. God is still here. We must meditate on his word, what he says about your situation. That volume of the enemy, we must turn it down. How do we fight what the enemy's saying? David chose it. Get into the word of God. Get into his word. We must get into a place as Christians where we're holding each other accountable, holding ourselves accountable to allow God to work in us. How's your growth? What'd you learn this week? What issues are you going through? One thing I, I really, I respect about Pastor Daniel Cahoon is he'll come into my office all the time and how you doing? And he's just waiting for me to say something. I was like, yeah, man, I've been fighting sickness. I've been dealing with this. And, and he's like, what are you going to do about it? What do you mean? What are you going to do about it? I was like, this is a trick question. Like, what, what am I supposed to do? But he was holding me accountable. Pastor David, every day, and I'm telling you, Pastor David is my friend, but he's always going to be my pastor first. I needed a Pastor Walt. I needed a Pastor David in my life, and God provided. I needed to be held accountable. I needed to grow. The elders here are constantly pouring into us. For a long time, I didn't even know who the elders were. I was like, who are you and why are you encouraging me? Leave me alone. Wayne Barr. But the Holy Spirit is still here with us. Hit the nail on the head. The Holy Spirit is here with us and it's getting us to be closer and closer like Jesus. We must allow the Holy Spirit to get in us. If we can uh, close our eyes and bow our heads today. 
want to speak to two groups of people this morning. And I'm going to try to hurry up because the Cowboys play at 12. I'm going to speak to two different people today. You've been in this Christian walk. You have faith in God. But you haven't allowed the Holy Spirit to truly work in your life. And you're tired of it. You're tired of doing things your way. You're tired of allowing the enemy to step in and tell you these things. You want to be guided more by the Holy Spirit and allow for transformation to happen through your life. If that's you, can you just stand up real quick? If that's you, can you just stand up? Be so bold, be so bold. Yes, yes, yes. You may be seated. Maybe seated. This next group that I want to speak to, the Bible says, as soon as you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit comes in, rushes you, and enters you. If you've never been led to allow Jesus into your life, give your life to God. Allow the Holy Spirit to transform you. If that's you today, can you stand up? Be so bold. Stand up. Stand up. Be so bold. Stand up. Yes. Yes. Be so bold. Yes. You may be seated. Let me pray for group one real quick. Heavenly Father, we just, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for your goodness. You've always been there. You've always been faithful. We remember these victories, Father God. We don't want to forget. But we're tired of doing things our way. It's caused nothing but mess. Traumas in our life has, has, has moved us on this path that it's just hard to get away from. Father God, we allow you to come into our lives and transform us through the Holy Spirit. Make us a new creation, Father God. We need you. We need you. Amen. And for the second group, if we can just all say this together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the blood. Jesus, come into my life. Transform me from the inside out. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. And I'll never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, can you celebrate with these new family members today? I hope this was encouraging today. I know it was not a hoorah message, but... But I truly feel like this time, the times that we're at, the enemy has just been running wild in our lives. But we let him. And, and I'm telling you, he is not as big as we make him look. And I hope I exposed him a little bit today for you. And my final point today, I, I just want to tell you, as this band's getting ready, um, we must learn how to worship 
through our issues. Worship and praise God through our issues. Something happens in us when we praise God and we allow him to move in our life and we say and we celebrate and we worship like it's already done. So if you could stand up with me as, as we do this uh, last song. Let's truly just give it all to God. Give your situation to God. Allow the Holy Spirit to transform you from the inside out. Amen. Be blessed, guys. I love you.